Marva, welcome to talk orangutans in the field. Talking orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know the name of the podcast yet. <laughs> this Orang- all, I, I find it's all very confusing. Very, very confusing. Very strange. Maybe it's a Saturday afternoon thing. Yeah. So how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible, but uh, feeling good now that I'm chilling with you. Awesome. I have that impact on people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why people pay me top dollar to come and sit exactly. in my office for an hour. Exactly. <laughs> for 50 minutes, yes. Or, or, or Skype sessions. <laughs> or Skype sessions, whatever the case may yeah. be. No, I feel I've had a tough uh, 24 hours because of a rough podcast, uh, which was a very good podcast, but the content of death was very difficult. Well, and, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, but I'm doing well. Um, and it's really to see you does make me feel much better. Uh, and to see you and your husband is even uh, better than that. So uh, even though he's hiding in the room. <laughs> yeah, I did think of cancelling today, but then I was just like, just push through and just, I'm so glad you and, didn't and judge it after yeah. after the podcast. Awesome, cool, 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 cool. So our topic for today that we chose is a topic that both of us now feel nervous about. The fact that we chose it is. Well, everything we do here is a little bit off the cuff, like, <laughs> sit down, okay, list of topics, and then it's like, let's choose that one. And it's like, okay, but there's no preparation. And some of them I feel comfortable to talk off the cuff, and this one I feel like, shit, I don't know. I don't do the B word, preparation. It's just... I thought we were going to say poos. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to think that. The P word we refer to here is preparation. Okay. So the topic we are discussing today is the emotional cost of caring for yourself. Mm. Why did... So the topic came up for you in terms of the financial cost of caring for yourself. Yeah, because that... And that was an interesting one that came up today because Yaku went to the shops with me this afternoon, this morning, which I don't like when he does that because he is impatient and he's difficult and he went with me into the health shop where I bought my green powder the one with 25 billion probiotics <laughs> not million billion 25 billion probiotics at the cost of about a thousand rand for a container of that and I bought some vitamins that I believe is helping my tinnitus and he says you know it, I don't know why you do this because this is basically just some sticks that I picked up in the woods that they've minced up and now they sell it to you at a thousand bucks. So he was counter. So I don't like it when he does shopping with me because then I feel I have to explain why I buy, buy shit. So, but interestingly, <laughs> when you said the cost of caring for, for yourself, I thought of the emotional cost while you were thinking of this type of financial cost. Yes. So we decided to, to, to today discuss the the emotional cost of caring for yourself. And what came up for me was that sometimes one has to to put up a boundary or to, to, to let something or someone go that's actually important for yourself because those things are actually not contributing to your life and they don't contribute to your self-care. If anything, they, they reduce um, who you are. And something that came up for me, and maybe this could, could stimulate your, your brain function for you, is at some stage, a friend of mine, no, let's put it this way. At some stage, somebody I knew moved in with, with a very good friend of mine mm-hmm. and things didn't work out. And I got called on a regular basis by both parties mm-hmm. about what went wrong. And eventually... 
I had to make a call and say to the person I, I knew, dude, I can't do this. I, to listen to you, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, slashing my friend in the way you do for me to hear you out on what's going on. I can't do this any longer. Mm. So if I'm going to have to make a choice here, I'm going to choose to listen to her. Mm. And that was a, a decision I had to make for self-care. That I had, because I'm the type of person, I'm, I'm an empath. So you tell me a story and I am going to feel with you and I'm going to, to walk with that feeling for a while. Sorry, if you say you're an empath, yeah. are there other types that you can be? Or is that just something you can that be you doers? coined? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm the doers. <laughs> there's, there's a whole set of things. And I actually can't recall the others. But an empath is a person who feels deeply with other people. Mm. And... Because I'm an empath, I'm good at what I do for a living. Which also means that in my personal life, I have to be careful to not... I, I don't have the... Necessarily, I don't have the capacity to, to bring that empathy into my practice as well as into my personal life. So, in my personal life, I have to be more boundaried about the, those type of things. So, I, I lost a friend there. I lost a friend because I chose another friend. And I had to for my own men mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And that was a self-care decision. Cool. So has anything like that ever happened to you where you had to make a, a call, put up a boundary? Because I get the feeling you're quite boundaried. You, you're quite good at, at, at knowing this is actually cock for me. I'm not going to go there anymore. Yeah. So it's, I find this quite hard to think about because my recovery has been 17 years yeah. and it's weird how recovery it's a bit like like real life in the sense of there's the the infancy the baby the toddler yeah. the learning to walk crawl swim and there's a lot of decisions I made back in the day which in hindsight I would have done differently or I maybe wouldn't have done it and I thought at that time it was helping me or it was good and maybe not so I don't want to sit here and talk about big decisions I made where I cut people out of my life back in the day because yeah. I did cut out a lot of people and one of them were my was my brother yeah and um, that's been but probably in later recovery that's one that's always been you know in 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 adulthood I'm cutting my family out of my life which is the emotional cost of caring for myself yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, and I, I want to go to CODA and start listening a bit more to those type of things because awesome. um, I cannot share certain things with my family because I know that I will share it because I'm proud or I'm curious about a topic or I just have general uh, interest in it yeah. and the response will be critique okay, yeah. questioning and it will be a little bit negative and there's yeah. been a lot of things where I'm like fuck I'm so proud of this and I and I would actually say like 
I would love to tell that to my parents, but I just, I'm too scared of like, I'm not going to get the response. And it's tough where um, a year ago, I made a conscious decision to share a little bit less with my dad because I don't have a problem with my dad, but he says the stuff to my mom and then that somehow gets interpreted wrongly or okay. something. So I don't hang out with my dad as much as I used to. Okay. And it's, so because it's, you used to go with, to, to have coffee with your dad quite often. Yeah, like yeah. a lot. It was like kind of the real hanging out. Like, like real, sure. like three, four days a week, yeah. uh, four times a week. And it's just a bit of, um, it's the lesser of two evils in that regard. You know, so yeah. it's like, the cost of caring for myself or not really having a regular relationship with my dad. But yeah. I'd rather have that than, you know, having yeah. to deal with all of the stuff that's being interpreted wrong or me being critiqued. Yeah. You know, my being proud of who I am is very important. Absolutely. I critique myself already. Yeah. And I can't have more people in my life critiquing like me. Or yeah. the people, if some random fucker critiques me, then fair enough because he doesn't know me but yeah. the people that know me they should know by now don't invite me to go watch Beyonce invite me to Metallica yeah you know what I mean like how well do you really yeah. know me fuck Queen B or push man I used to like Beyonce I had a lot of respect for her, but anyway I did in her early days I feel like it's just a big money-making no, empire is. now. Totally so. So, you you actually raised something for me now is two things. The one is that I can't talk to my mother about my recovery because my recovery is about her. I think, you know, it, it's always difficult to know what other people's motivations are. But I think she perceives me being an addict as a personal failure. So when I talk to her about my recovery, it brings up her her perceived failures. Okay. So so I end up being very angry at my mother because she can't relate to what I'm saying to her. And a decision that I had to make, an emotional cost of, 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 of self-care was to not talk to my mother about that. Mm. Doesn't matter how low I am at that phase, I cannot tell my mother I'm low. For mm. my mother, I will always be well. I'm same. Yeah. Like, uh, how's it going? Great. Yeah. How are you? Cool. Anything interesting? Not really. Yeah. You know, it's a very superficial type of relationship that I've established. And uh, whenever I go see them, I make sure that my wife is there because she becomes the center of attention. Yes. And so she diffuses the, 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 the situation. Yeah. The because I, I still want to hang out with my parents. Yeah. You know, I still want to see them. I understand the importance of it. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like eating broccoli. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, let, 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 let's hear this analogy out. It's going to be interesting. I was in a meeting the other night and it was about traditions. Okay. And I was like, the traditions are like broccoli. It's fucking irritating, but it's good for you. And now everything's like broccoli. Yeah, everything's like broccoli. It's like hang out with my parents this last year it's a bit like broccoli in the sense of i don't want to and if i was left to my own devices i wouldn't do it yeah but i understand that if i do do it i'll feel better yes so hanging out with them on a superficial level is is good yeah for me for my wife for them it would be ideal 
that it was on a deeper level, but unfortunately yeah. we don't have those options. So, do you do guilt and shame still? For instance, if you don't see your parents, would you feel guilty about it? I don't know if it will be called guilty. I just, I feel like I have a responsibility and I feel like I'm in a position to help them because okay. they do have a son that died. They do have two sons that live in Korea yeah. and they are left by themselves. So I feel guilty that I'm five kilometers down the road. So I should see them at least once a month, maybe yeah. two or three times. Plus I will be leaving the country permanently in a few months. So. I feel a sense of responsibility. Yeah. It's a little bit more of the honorable thing to do. And, okay. I, you know, so I feel like I'm really a little pussy boy if I complain about seeing my parents. And it's not that hard. Okay. Fucking chopping my arm off is hard. <laughs> Hanging out with them for an hour or two. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, you know, price it's, to pay, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad yeah. that I have to see it like that, you know, uh, but... I don't know. Shame. I, I don't know if that I, you you the counselor is that guilt or shame or is that how would you interpret what I just said? It feels as if you will feel guilty because you're not fulfilling your responsibility. Mm. So therefore, the cost of you pay for your mental health, for caring for yourself, is to just see them, because the feeling of guilt is a difficult feeling to carry. For me personally, as, as guilt is, is a very big trigger for me. For not so much for my addiction anymore, but for my, the way I perceive myself. Is when I feel guilty, I feel shit about myself. And when I, when I feel shit about myself, I want to do a, a, a various amount of things to feel better about myself. Mm. And then I start fucking up in my behavior. In, it could lead to my addiction. Yeah. The thing is, I never feel guilty because I always do... So I have this image of how I should behave and I always behave like that. Okay. I'm that rigorous. Cool. The yeah. problem with that is I feel exhausted yeah. very often and which I am at the moment. Um, so I never feel guilty. So that probably means that I'm doing something wrong. You know, yeah. I should be feeling guilty. I should be comfortable to feel guilty every now and again. But I always, so it's like I drove past, a, like we spoke about, I drove past a guy jumping over a fence and I'm like, yeah. fuck, this guy is stealing something. And I'm like, well, what would be the right thing to yeah. do? And I always have this thing in my head, what would be the right thing to do? And I always choose it. I always choose the right way. Mm. And it, I'm just like fucking Boy Scout. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it tires me out. Do you, do you give yourself badges? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe should. Uh, Maybe you should. Maybe no. I should have at, a wall. At, at least have something for the fact that you did the right thing. Mr. Okay, so today, I'm giving myself, today. today I'm designing a new badge. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that badge might, might be. So, I don't know. So that's the emotional cost of caring for myself that I cover. My biggest emotional cost of caring for myself is being tired. That's the biggest yeah. emotional cost. I'm emotionally tired because doing the right thing for me is important. I do it a little bit obsessively, uh, but I feel that that's the, the least evil feeling to have. What would, what would happen for you if you choose not to do the right thing? 
for instance, the, the guy that jumped over the fence. If you if you decided to drive away and ignored what you saw, it would bug me, and it, I w- I would be worried and concerned. That if somebody got injured, or he so, might have robbed somebody. He might have killed somebody. I knew the lady could, that he jumped over yeah, the fence. Okay, so, so that a, made it more personal. You know, I knew the neighbor. It's the yeah. fucking street that my family's lived on a yeah. hundred years. And if I don't do anything, I would lose faith in humanity. Okay. Because it's just like, uh, if I don't do anything, and if everyone has that thing, mm. it's almost like the, the last faith in humanity I have is myself. Because I've always done the right thing. And if I stop doing the yeah. right thing, then obviously everyone else mm. is not doing it. Codependence, here we come. You know what I mean? Overdeveloped sense of responsibility. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's also like I do get involved more than the average person. And my uh, sense of integrity is way stronger than the average person. So it is a bit of, if I just say, you know what, not this time. I'm like, a lot of bad stuff happens when people start saying, well, I don't have to do it. You know, and... I must be honest with yourself. I can unsee something quite... If it suits me, I can unsee it. You know, so I feel, I feel like there's a lot of, I balance out a lot of other behaviors. Yeah. And I think somewhere in the middle is the common ground or yeah. the healthy ground or something. So uh, I would obsess. I would be worried. And then I feel like the worrying is everything okay will take more energy than the actual Absolutely. behavior yeah. of yeah. doing something. Because then it's an hour versus 12, yeah. 24 hours. So that's a cost you're paying for caring for yourself. Because you know to do the next right thing is, is for you, is self-care. Mm. Because you can't unsee and then live with the consequences of the unsee. Mm. Well, I'm okay to unsee and to, oh, what the fuck, you know what's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> Oops. Because oh, I'm a bad person, you're a good person. <laughs> so I'm the bad cop. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, so, yeah. It is what it is. Another cost of caring for myself came up, and that is I'm very disciplined in my, in my self-care routine. And I sometimes irritate myself because of it. And I think it's quite irritating for other people that I am so self-disciplined. Mm. So the the cost that, that, that I pay is I end up being quite unflexible. Because especially in my mornings, if, if, even when I go away for, for, for a holiday, for a weekend, for whatever, I follow the self-morning, the, the same morning routine. So some people will, will have to wait before we go on a game drive because I'm meditating. <laughs> they, fuck them. Fuck them. My meditation. Either I meditate now or I'm going to do it for the rest of the day. Yeah. So Pick, pick your poison. Pick, pick your poison. Are you going to wait 10 minutes for me and I'll be nice? Or are, are you going to rush me and I'll be a doers? I'm too big a people pleaser to do that. <laughs> I'll wake up 10 minutes earlier just to make what? sure <laughs> just to make sure that no, no one see, fucking waking up me. 10 minutes earlier breaks my routine are you that rigorous yeah. with your routine what time do you wake up 6 o'clock and what time do you meditate uh, normally around 8 so you awake 2 hours before you meditate <laughs> ok I'm blushing now yes <laughs> because what I do so is so <laughs> So game drives at eight o'clock. Fuck you. My meditation's at eight, although I'm awake from six. If, if, 
if, if that's the case, I, I will actually... Okay, so what I normally do, the alarm goes off. So I've got a new routine since I've seen my iridologist and I'm on a, on a caring for my gut. Okay. I have to take... Which has been three weeks. Uh, Four two weeks. months. Two oh, months, so actually, yeah. Okay. From, from kind of mid-December. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so I have to take... <laughs> Fuck knows what they call it. I call it, I have to drink mud in the first thing in the morning. Okay. It is absolutely vile. It's really like throwing sand in a glass and drinking it. And then I have to wait on half an hour and then drink another kind of shaky type of vanilla flavored thing, which isn't that bad. And then I wait half an hour and then I can have breakfast. Okay. Okay. So, so now we are about 6.30. Now, now we're at 7 o'clock that I can have breakfast because the alarm went off at, at 6. Okay. So, the alarm goes off. I get up, I drink my mud, get back into bed, and then I read my Just for Today, which is a recovery reading material and another daily, ref- no, not daily reflections. It's a, it's a daily thing, and I read that. And then I log on to News 24, and I catch up on all the news. And so I read the news until I eat my breakfast. So, okay. at 7 o'clock, I... I get up and I make my breakfast and um, make coffee and then I get back into bed. And now while I eat my breakfast, I read Twitter. Then I'm on Twitter. So, so like, what, like, is it like social Twitter or is it like business Twitter? What's the type of just, Twitter that you read? It's just Twitter. It's Catching just, up I, with social media yeah, and people and things. Specifically Twitter. Okay. I'm, I'm quite active on, on hashtag recovery posse. Okay. And... Um, I'm a very big doist when it comes to politics on Twitter. Okay. I I think I fi- a lot of people find my politics confusing because I cock out everybody. <laughs> I'm not affiliated to any political party. I think we I'm should just, just make the podcast you <laughs> and sit here for hours and l- figure out how your brain and behavior works. That's more, way more interesting than what I have to say right now. <laughs> and then I, I, after my breakfast, I go and do my morning ablution. And I read, reco- I read recovery material. Ablution, is that the fancy I'm going to way take of my saying? Crap. Okay. <laughs> um, even, even that is. So we're at about 7.30 now. We're now at about 7.30. And there I read more recovery material. And then I get out and I do my prayer. And then I do my med- I take my, my, all my medications because I'm, I'm, I'm an asthma sufferer and I'm a depression sufferer and I'm an allergy sufferer. So I take a shitload of medication in the morning. And then I meditate. And now we hit 8 o'clock and now you meditate. Now we're at about, after my meditation, we're about at half past 8. Then I quickly get ready for the day and... And then the game drive starts. And then the game drive starts. Or then I am at my desk. Okay, okay. And if you don't follow that two and a half hour routine, you see a difference in your life. I see a difference in my life. I feel completely unhinged. So the emotion, like relating it back to the topic... If you can't do that two and a half hours in the morning, you would not see people, you, you would have to be like, take a rain check while well, we do yes. it until, like, because yeah. some of my friends, we like, let's meet up at seven in the morning. It's like, oh dude, God, we'll no. never see you each other again yeah. for the rest of my life if seven o'clock. Absolutely. So there's some things that if you won't cl- be able to yeah. say. So if you go on holiday, you have to, well, this yeah. holiday, this, so everyone what I be aware is, I can. is if people say we're leaving for the game drive at eight, Yeah, I will read less news and I will be less on Twitter but I need to have I still need to do those things it's very OCD it's a, it's a so thing. you'll be there quarter past eight then rather than half Basically, past eight yeah. 
No way. Yeah. It's very strange. But that if, keeps if, you, if you invite in me a for good breakfast, way. Yeah. I will have breakfast at home. <laughs> because it's part of my routine. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Dude. I will just have, I will just so have less. Topic eight, nine, ten, eleven for this podcast. <laughs> I finished OCD. Dude, I love this. How fucking awesome is this? Because, for example, every day looks different for me. Yeah, every fucking day is different no. for me. If a client wants to see me at eight o'clock, it's this whole big emotional trauma in my head. No How am way. I going to adjust my morning routine? Dude, to see next a podcast at we do is at seven o'clock at my house. <laughs> Over my dead body, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Enjoy talking to yourself. <laughs> so, but that is part of that's the price I pay for my self care. Mm. If, if I don't do it, I'm, I'm not okay for the day. Yeah. And at evenings, I follow a very much same routine. I, I brush my teeth and everything and I get it, I, I, I pray oh. and I get into bed and then I, I watch YouTube videos with my inner child, <laughs> who is a, which is represented by a teddy bear. So then you're allowed to watch porn of five-year-old children because you're in a child <laughs> mode. No, we watch YouTube. <laughs> That's so fucked we up. Used to read, we used to read bedtime stories. I just watched this uh, first episode of uh, Leaving Neverland where it's the Michael Jackson oh molestation thing. So that's where my... Uh, like <laughs> That's how that... Uh, uh, the pedo thought came in. Pedo <laughs> thought came in. Dude, that thing is fucking freaky, man. Like I never liked Michael Jackson. Neither his music nor him as a person. Um, I don't know. I, I think the first sign is the way it looked. That yeah. should be enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I you, like yeah. if, a, if a cartoon character is walking around in real life, I think you should be like, what the yeah. fuck's going on? Anyway. Another cost. Sorry, how much time do we have left? About 20 minutes. Oh, we're only on 20 minutes we're now? We're on 26 now, yeah. Ah, okay, so we're still so, fine. The other thing that I find difficult is I have lunch between 1 and 2. Okay. So if a client wants to see me urgently and I have my lunchtime open, it's like, fuck, do I give up my lunch to see a client? But, so I, I really try to wiggle. It's, it's really important for me to have that break. Then, mm. for instance, Friday, yesterday, I had, a, 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 I had 12 to 1 open. And somebody, I had an appointment between one and two, so I could move my lunchtime to twelve and between twelve and one, mm. and follow a certain routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my lunchtime follows a very dis- distinct routine as well. I, I, I find a lot of safety in routine. So, are you having lunch the same time every day, six days a week? Invariably, the same thing as and well. And even seven days a week, it's roughly yeah. Everything's almost like a Swiss clock. Yeah. And stuff starts short circuiting. Like, we fucking leaving this topic. <laughs> we're just talking about Freddy for Rainsburg Friday. Well, it's just so different. And normally, than, and normally the same thing as well. It's just, it's so different from my life in the sense of I wake up pretty much when I want to wake up. And that means sleeping without an alarm. Oh, my word. And then let's just see what time I'm going to wake yeah. up. And then let's just see what we're going to do today. Oh, and no. I'll have like a rough idea of yeah. I've got to do this. But surely, if you've if you've got training, that's if I've got different. a if yeah. I've got appointments, then yeah. I have a clock. Yeah. Then it's like so when I do my normal work week, uh, which is six days a month, then I wake up at six thirty in the morning, and my wake up is from waking up 
showering, brushing my teeth, dressing, getting out of the door is 15 minutes. <laughs> so I literally wake up. Where's breakfast? Fuck breakfast. I don't do breakfast. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah, and your mom and dad lie to you <laughs> in other ways too. That is not true. <laughs> Listeners, do you agree with me? Breakfast is the most important yeah. meal of the day. <laughs> and Coca-Cola is healthy as feedback. well. We yeah. want feedback on this. No. <laughs> Bunch of doctors will comment here and say like... <laughs> That's what the idea of fasting yeah. freaks me completely out. Yeah. The idea of not eating breakfast when I wake up yeah. drives me insane. So I try to hit the 16-hour mark of not eating before I eat. Okay. So the earlier you eat, stop eating the previous day, yeah. the earlier you can eat. But I normally eat at about 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. At night. At night, my last okay. meal, which means that on the earliest, I'll eat at 12 o'clock to oh, maybe wow. 2 o'clock. Yeah. So I'll wake up, switch off the fucking alarm and get out. And then I might have snoozed a couple of times. I'll jump in the shower. <gasps> I'll dress and I'll just get out of the door. And then uh, I'm at work within half an hour. And then I work and uh, breakfast is fucking 500 milliliters of water. I know. And then uh, two coffees. Uh, and then just, I don't know, until 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, there's a lot of water. And oh then you word. eat. And um, yeah. so that's my morning thing. So that's when I work. When I don't work, I try to sleep until... 10 to 12 o'clock. Oh, wow. And I'll have like a to-do list. And I know that if I work really hard, I can do everything in two hours normally. Okay. Uh, uh, average person will maybe take four to six hours yeah. to do a lot of stuff. And I can just do it a little bit faster. So I'm never really too worried about my day. Okay. Um, but again, what happened now this week is because I said to Anya, like, fuck, I'm exhausted. And it's like... I keep on forgetting that I work at a faster pace than the average person. So they would have maybe taken two or three days to do it. And I've just worked obsessively for 12 hours okay. and I'm in the fucking zone and I go and then I burn out and I'm like, yeah. I don't want to lose this feeling. So a lot of what I'm, my emotional cost this week is, and it's maybe not even self care, but it's just like just going too far. Um, but yeah, every day looks different. Today I set the alarm for 12 and uh, I woke up at 12. Wow. And then it's like, I don't know when I'm going to eat. Yeah. And I, I, I don't have routine in that regard. No. And it I works for it. me. Like to, today, the, the Saturday the alarm goes off at six. And I do the same routine. And I need to be at Nia at quarter past nine. Mm. So it's very much the same as my morning routine. I, can, okay, okay. I just leave before nine. Yeah. Um, but this morning I woke up and I just, I just really struggled. I really felt tired. Mm. And for, for once in a very long time, I decided, fuck it. And I turned around and slept for another two hours. Nice. So, and that's something I don't often do. And that's be, that's got you off kilter the whole day. Kind of, yeah. You're, you're trying to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. It's like nothing's wrong. I just overslept two yeah, hours. Yeah, just, just slept nicely. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it, it sounds like it can actually do you quite well to be to be more routined, especially when. When in intensely working, when intense work is, is ahead. So a cost of caring for yourself would be to set routine and say, I can work on this for three hours, but then I actually need to rest. Otherwise, I'm going to end up exhausted. I think this week's been a once-off. Okay. Like uh, we emigrating and I'm starting a Polish website and da, 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 and I just got caught up a little okay. bit. And, uh, and then I've been, I've been putting off a lot of 
heavy work in a structured way so that I don't get overworked. Okay. And then now it's like, well, we're leaving. So yeah. now it's like... Okay. So this, if this continues in another two weeks, then yes, let's have a conversation where I maybe need to have a routine. But <laughs> yeah. this week, it's just a little bit like uh, there was a lot going on and all of this. But I would need to be a little bit more routine sometimes. I, I do have workalism. Like other people have other, um, you know, negative side effects of addiction. Mine's workalism okay. connected with my personality of always do the right thing. And okay. At work, there's always something that you can do. If you work for big enterprise, there's always something to do. If you work for small enterprise, there's always something to do because you got to get bigger. Mm. Like there's always something to do at work. There's always something that you can do to make it better. Yeah. So I'm always busy with pushing for the next thing. So, and then I get invested there so that is a, a, a tricky area for me it's, okay and then coming back to your thing of guilt if i don't do it well i feel guilty ah. but then the week the shit i did this week i i really liked it okay designing my logo designing yeah. my website the content it's all creative stuff i really enjoyed yeah. it so okay. but then again like uh, the cost is emotional cost is physical exhaustion mm. Another cause, of, and I think, and we, we spoke about codependence, mm. is a, 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 a price that I had to pay for caring for myself was to start attending Codependence Anonymous. Because mm. I, I discovered at some stage that I add a vast amount of value to what other people think of me. Mm. So, I have... A, Irrational, uh, I had an, let me put it this way, how I'm going to explain this. A sponsee is, I would sit with a sponsee and we would work through steps and I would make recommendations or suggestions about things to do. And they would walk out here and I would start panic whether they're going to follow the recommendations. And if they don't and they relapse, then I'm going to look bad. Mm, 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 <laughs> and the same with clients. Mm. So... It all boils down to, 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 I felt as if I needed to control their behavior so that I can feel safe. Okay. And that's how I ended up in Codependence Anonymous. And that really helped me. That yeah. really, really helped me to see that I am completely powerless over others. Mm -hmm. And that by panicking as I did makes my life completely unmanageable. Yeah. So that was a, a, a cost I had to pay for my own mental health, for my own to care for myself, because yeah. it really made my life unmanageable to to worry about what other people are going to do when I'm not there to, to control mm -hmm. it. And I see that in my family. That's a big family pattern. Yeah, it's almost like the emotional uncomfortability of letting things be exactly uneasy yeah. is the healthiest option. Yeah, and I got good at it, or much better at it, in in various as other aspects of my life. But in that aspect, I still struggled. So that got me into, okay. into codependence. Because uh, I, sp I, sp I listened to a guy the other day and I was like, fuck, dude, I really like what you say. He's like, well, I learned everything at Coda. I was okay. like, fuck, i got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> got to go check that fellowship out. Absolutely. So I could definitely say that I've got a lot to learn still there. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm... It's like I'm not 100% Alanon. I'm not 100% any of the other ones. But I'm definitely half a foot in with all of them and the okay. uh, code i definitely feel like there's a lot of life lessons that i can learn yeah. and uncomfortable things that i can go through yeah. it's and it's like 
I feel like it's the same concept of breaking up with someone. You still want to make contact with them once you've broken up, but that gnawing feeling is what you got to go through to Absolutely. come to the peace yeah. uh, and uh, in your spirit. And totally so. And I can't think of much. Uh, I know, like uh, I'm trying, like maybe a lot of the ideas is coming from you because I can't really think of uh, of many other things like emotional cost. Emotional cost for me is starting my own business. Ah. And I started my own business because I knew I would feel guilty or ashamed if I didn't. Because all fingers pointed to Rome. Okay. And if the universe and your higher power and everyone's like fucking go, go, yeah. go, 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 and you don't do it, there's a few key moments in your life. It's a bit like if you don't do it now, you're fucking never going to do okay. it. Okay. It's like if you climb a mountain to go pick a flower and you get to the top of the mountain and you don't pick the flower, you're never going to pick that flower again. And I had this key moment in my life. I love that analogy. Fabulous. <laughs> if I had to open my own business and I did it, yeah. but it's come at a great emotional cost. You know, um, helping people comes at a great emotional mm. cost. You know, I my life is not dedicated. I'm not fucking Nelson Mandela and there's not Matutu. the fucking Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get referenced that much anymore. When I was a kid, the Dalai Lama was referenced I love a lot. The Dalai Lama. I follow you on Twitter. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Part of your early morning. I meet me and the Dalai. We, we, we just catch up in the morning, you know. <laughs> does he Twitter? Or does yeah. he have a crew of people twittering for him? Obviously, there's a crew of people Gee, tweeting for him. Um, but and every now and then, they, now and then they say something, something really helpful. Okay. Mm. So for me, the thing with uh, having my own business, it is rough, and it's uh, I do. But it, it's come at an emotional cost. And I'm at this point, like, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Uh, okay. Because it's easier to just work for someone. And the emotional cost is I'm not always available for, uh, emotionally to my wife because a lot of my emotion went into my work during yeah. the day. It's financially stressful. So, again, emotionally I'm cut off. Uh, the emotional cost of but it's like again it's the worst of all the evils because if i didn't do it my wife would be with a guy that don't believe in himself that's like yeah. gone into his uh, shell he's this like it's like these these fucking awesome dogs that was kicked as uh, an abused when yeah. they were young and oh. little. And now they're this like big Doberman that can kill you at any moment. But for some reason, it's like this little yeah. puppy store. And I would become like that if okay. I didn't do it. Yeah. So, But it's come at an emotional cost, you know. It's been tough. It's been hard. And uh, so that's one that I don't know if we have time for another one from you. I'm trying to think. Is there another one from me? Let's just talk about your routine a bit more. <laughs> Do you really want to go there? I don't know. I just find it fascinating. We're so contradicting in certain ways. Yeah. It's like... I thought about this earlier today when you, when you spoke about a, a specific person. And I thought, oh, wow. I haven't seen him for a very long time. Because we, when it comes to meeting attendance for me in, in the fellowships... Yeah. I'm at the same meeting on a Monday night and the same meeting on a Wednesday night. Yes. That's my routine. That's where I go. That's where you'll find me. Yeah. Whether I like the meeting or not is is arbitrary. That's where I go. 
I think the topic we should look at is are we crazy? <laughs> we know we're crazy. We just we just on different levels. Are there behavior patterns that yeah. we should reanalyze or rethink? Yeah. And there's this double edged sword where it's this again, it's this like routine provides safety and security. And safety and security cut you off from certain life experiences. Yeah, absolutely. It's it this weird little yeah. balancing yeah. act. I've got one. And it, it, it's got to do with the routine. Is I am married to Yaku. Now, I don't know how often we've discussed this, but you may or may not know that Yaku is a night person. So he is big in shit if he can work between 11 o'clock at night and 4 o'clock in the morning and then he will come and sleep until 4 to 8 and then he will sleep he will take a decent nap in the afternoons mm. and I've done so much in my life to get him to a healthy sleep routine yeah. But that is something that I, that for my own mental health, for my own caring for myself, I, I needed to do some serious work to let that go. Is, it's his routine, it's his life. If he struggles because of the routine, he needs to own it. He's a 48-year-old mature male. Professor. In, <laughs> professor. He needs, <laughs> he needs to own that behavior. If he struggles in life because of it, then... then change it which is not willing or able to do mm -hmm. I even add him to a psychiatrist emotional cost is looking at a grumpy individual the emotional cost that I had to the emotional cost that I paid was being very very unhappy and constantly wanted to control him mm. not enjoying myself not enjoying the relationship because of the control that I tried mm. so the, the cost was that I just needed to accept this is who he is I love him and even though, and the question I had to ask myself is, whose shit is this? Mm. And it was my shit. I had a problem with his routine. He was okay with, with living with the consequences of a shit yeah. routine. He's got a professorship. He's <laughs> very what successful in life. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sleep at whatever time you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I, I had to, I had to compromise well, I, I call it compromise, but it, 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 I, had to, I had to own my shit. Mm. And, and that's a lot of what we learn in recovery, is to own our shit. And that's the price we pay for our mental, for our mental, for our for self-care. Mm. Self-caring is to see where, where a behavior pattern is unhealthy and change that, that pattern. And that change is, 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 uh, often comes at, at a huge emotional cost because it's uncomfortable to change. Yeah. And I had to change. I, I had to make that and constantly remind myself that the current behavior we're struggling with is, 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 is ice cream eating. <laughs> Where Yaku eats ice cream for breakfast. No. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, are you not being sarcastic? <laughs> is he eating ice cream for breakfast? He's... Standard breakfast at the moment is ice cream. We gotta have intervention, man. I, uh, we gotta do I something about too, it. But I need to, when I see him eating ice cream, to realize that I am powerless over his behavior. 
the only thing I do on a regular basis is tell him, Yaku, I'm actually really concerned about the way you eat for your health. Because mm. that is my concern. Well, that's super concerning. Yeah. I'm concerned now. Good. So, intervention when? Right now. <laughs> Stop recording. <laughs> well, we actually have to stop recording. We are, we are at that time. <laughs> so I think the, 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 the summary here is that we sometimes need to do some shit to keep ourselves sane. And that shit is the cost we pay for, for caring for ourselves. Yeah, no, and I, I can think of all the stereotypical things, like specific ones, but like having a difficult conversation with a friend, like with a loved yeah. one. Um, you know, doing, you know, just doing things regularly yeah. that challenges you, that's at the, the opposite of what you yeah. want to do. So emotionally, it's hard to do it, but it's better for you. Like I can think and broccoli again. <laughs> I had this week, I had broccoli and cauliflower. I boiled the fuckers <laughs> and I put it into my fridge because there's nicer things to eat. Yeah, so absolutely. I had, and then... I just got to the point this week where yeah. I'm like, whatever, just fucking eating that stuff. <laughs> you go, boy. Madva, thank you so much. As cool. Always awesome chatting to you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful... Oh, we're going to hopefully have a wonderful evening tonight. Mm -hmm. Cool. Look after yourself. Ciao.